Welcome to Wireframe, the podcast from Adobe and Gimla Creative about good user experience design and how we shape technology to fit into our lives. I'm Koi Vin, Principal Designer at Adobe. Each week on this show, we explore one aspect of good design. And this week, I'm back in the studio with Wireframe producer Amy Standen. Hey, Amy. Hi, Koi. So this is the first episode of our second season, and from what I hear, you've been spending some time in an emergency room. Yes, I have, voluntarily. Glad to hear it. So the last few times I went to my doctor's office, I noticed he was spending a lot of time looking at a screen. He seemed really distracted. I wanted to get a better understanding of what's happening. So I paid a visit to NYU's Langone Emergency Hospital, to meet with a doctor named Shannon McNamara. So this is a workstation on wheels, or a WOW. She's showing me this big computer on a cart that she has to wheel from room to room when she's doing her rounds. It's about the size of a small refrigerator. It has a monitor. Um, It has a scanner for scanning medications. It has a tray, and then it's got this hydraulic lift. The doctors use computers like this to access the hospital's electronic health record system. So here, this person came in six minutes ago. Where's the waiting people? She's looking at a sort of master view for the whole emergency room. Who's on staff, how many patients, how sick they are. From an air traffic controller, clinician perspective, this should be awesome. I never look at it because it's just noise. Um, and it's really hard for me to read it. It's like 10 different spreadsheets coming at you at once, looks like. Exactly. It, it just like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> ah. It doesn't work. It stresses me out. It, it can't. It can't. This week on Wireframe, we're going to ask the question, in this age where everything is so well designed and intuitive, why are doctors wrestling with these messy, confusing electronic systems? So I think this story really begins back in 2009. Um, 2009, you will recall, the economy is in crisis, and Obama has just signed the Stimulus Act, which includes a big pot of money to help the healthcare system finally digitize its records. Since then, the government has spent more than $30 billion on this project. And, I mean, it's worked. You know, the majority of hospitals now use digitized records. But the people who use these systems the most are also the people who are least happy with it. Doctors. Yeah, the electronic health record system, or EHR, that Shannon showed me is definitely helpful in some ways. But from a UX perspective, it was a total mess. Really confusing, really difficult to look at. Yeah, information overload is a term you hear a lot from these doctors. Another thing you hear is that these systems are often kind of dumb. Some of the complaints that we have are just things that are so obvious. So this is Audrey Provenzano. She's a primary care provider outside of Boston. And I found her on Twitter using this hashtag EHR bug list. She and other doctors use it to vent about their frustrating experiences with electronic health records systems. And one of the problems Audrey tweeted about was something that happens when she wants to refer one of her patients to a weight loss program. In the computer to refer someone there, they ask for the patient's BMI, which is, it requires the height and weight to calculate. 
So to calculate BMI, which stands for body mass index, Audrey is saying that you need to know two things, the patient's height and weight. But the computer already has that information. And yet for some reason, it won't make this very basic calculation. Audrey has to do it. I just, I don't understand. It's a computer. Isn't that the kind of thing that you're supposed to be able to program it to pull itself? <laughs> All right, Koi, you're, you're laughing. <laughs> uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just classic. Like, first of all, the fact that they have to have a support group. And also, she's right. The computer should be able to make that calculation for her. It's just bad user experience. Yeah, I mean, doctors get into this line of work because they want to have you know, this intimate relationship with patients, right? They want to look them in the eye and sit them down and talk to them. But instead, it sounds like they're spending the whole time, or at least a big chunk of it, staring at these really clumsy digital interfaces. And this affects the whole doctor-patient relationship. A 2018 study published in the Journal of General Internal Medicine found that the more time doctors spend engaged with their keyboards, the less engaged their patients are, too. More of the visit is spent in just silence. Here's Audrey again, that doctor in Boston we heard from earlier. It reduces my eye contact. It's so distracting. It's really difficult to navigate between all the fields that you have to fill out, and it really reduces the quality of communication that I have with the patient. Audrey told me that she actually finds herself apologizing to her patients about this. I usually say, I hate this stupid machine. I'm very sorry. I just need to type for a minute to put this in. <laughs> it, I think, makes clinicians feel like they have less autonomy, that their individual personal judgment matters less, that it's all kind of in service to this machine, <laughs> and it's not about personal relationships anymore. I mean, Koi, to me, this sounds kind of disastrous, you know? Yeah, disastrous and really sad. That, that part where she says she's not working for the patient anymore, you know, she's working for a machine. Yeah, and it also illustrates one of the really important ways that the work of designers is changing. Up until pretty recently, you've almost always been designing for a screen. And the goal has been to get a person to look at that screen more and more and more, especially on phones. Screens have been great for this, too. They emit light, they don't bounce light, so the eye is naturally attracted to them. But that's really changing now, because it's become clear that there are a lot of situations where it's better for users not to be looking at a screen. Driving is one example, and healthcare is another one. Koi, I'm sure you've heard about scribes, right? Yes. These are people who sit next to the doctor in the room with the patient, and they fill out the EHR so that the doctor can look at the patient instead. It's essentially a whole new job created to deal with EHRs, which is kind of crazy, right? Well, it's definitely a damning indictment of the quality of that interface or the user-centered design that's being employed for these systems, for sure. I think what it also shows is that this technology is still pretty primitive. It's not meeting the needs of the users yet. We're still at this point in the development of electronic health records where we're serving them more than they're serving us. Yeah, and from the patient's perspective, these electronic health records are not necessarily making our lives any easier either. 
Audrey told me this story about a patient she'd had who came in to see her because she had problems in her legs. Audrey entered orders into the EHR for an ultrasound on each leg. But the EHR translated this as two separate orders with two separate appointments. So this poor patient has to get out of work twice, drive to the hospital twice, pay for parking twice. When the patient came back and told me that happened, I was just like, I just, I I literally just put my head down on the desk because it's just so absurd. I just, it's just absurd. She sounds just like Shannon McNamara in the ER the other day, right? I mean, it's just... That's horrible. <laughs> I know. So we've talked a lot about how bad EHRs are. After the break, we're going to find out why they're so bad. And we're going to talk to a UX designer who actually designs them. We'll be right back. Stick with us. This episode of Wireframe is brought to you by Adobe XD. Adobe XD isn't just an all-in-one solution for today's UX designers. XD allows you to quickly create and manage your design system. Within XD, we can do pretty much everything that we need to do. Designing, documenting, defining, and delivering a design asset. That's David Kendall. He's the principal designer at AT AT&T. David knows firsthand how tough it can be to keep a design system up to date and how much creative teams depend on it to be the single source of truth. That whole idea of a single source of truth is so integral to an effective design system. XD really allows us to achieve that. XD lets you create a system of colors, character styles, or components. And every element links back to the original system. That's why when David built AT&T's design system, he chose XD. It just makes everything smoother, faster, more efficient, and ultimately more creative. Encourage your team's creativity with Adobe XD. It's everything you need. Learn more at adobe.ly slash Gimlet. Welcome back. So I think we can all agree that these electronic health record systems, they're just not designed for the people who use them the most, doctors. Which really begs the question, who are they designed for? This reminds me of something Shannon McNamara told me when I met her at NYU Langone Emergency Room. The reality is that this is for billing data. And we need that to run our healthcare system. And I understand that that's a factor, but it's, it's not discussed openly enough that that's the motivation for this. And there's one specific billing function that Shannon and other doctors point to. The review of systems, there's no medical reason for this. Amy, this is something I bet you've experienced as a patient yourself. A, quote, review of systems is when your doctor runs through a long list of questions while she checks off boxes on her computer. Questions that may have nothing to do with the reason you're at the doctor's office in the first place, like, do you smoke when you're there for, say, a sprained ankle? What Shannon told me is that for a lot of doctors, these questions are just unnecessary. They already got the information they needed at the beginning of the appointment when you were telling them all about your problem. But the way the EHR is set up, it's a whole separate tab with tons of boxes to be checked off, all in order. And the more boxes that are checked off, the more the hospital can bill to the insurance company. 
This part of the EHR, it's really set up more for the billing department than it is for doctors. Yeah, and that complaint about billing, it reminds me of something I heard from another doctor I spoke with. Her name is Nita Ratanawangsen. She's a physician, and she's also chief medical informatics officer for the San Francisco Department of Public Health. So Nita gets an earful from doctors about their EHRs. And a lot of times what they tell her is that this is just not how they want to practice medicine. People want to ask the history that's relevant to why a patient is in, and do you really need to ask the entire review systems for every healthy new patient coming in, or should I better spend that time talking about the anxiety that that person is having or their um, struggles with smoking? If I could dream a system, it would allow for people to talk narratively and for us to capture narratively what is going on and for less of the data have to be structured because I am just an inherently narrative person. Yeah, that's pretty much true for everybody. Humans tend to think narratively. We think in stories, but stories are not that useful to billing departments. They want checkboxes. I talked about the Stimulus Act earlier, but this problem is really wrapped up in healthcare policy, too. Because when you talk to doctors in other countries, places with, say, single-payer healthcare, they don't have a lot of these same complaints that American doctors do. If you go to somewhere like the UK or Australia, they'll say, we're not hampered by these same issues that you are because we don't have the same billing and regulatory requirements that you do in the U.S., Um, And so they kind of laugh at us a little bit. Ideally, we'd be able to design an EHR that's both easy to use and that keeps the hospital running. But if you ask doctors, that's not how it's working out. So I wanted to hear another perspective. I wanted to hear from UX designers who are building these electronic health systems. And that's how we found Ross. So I'm Ross Teague, and I'm the director of user experience at Allscripts. Here's how Ross describes his job. Part of it is evangelization trying to introduce a lot of the best practices from what we know works in terms of user experience, introducing that into healthcare where it hasn't been uh, introduced as well. It was clear that Ross has been hearing a lot of complaints from doctors about how EHRs have affected their work. Well, it's a huge issue for for clients. I wouldn't argue at all that there's a, a big problem with clinician burden. What's happened is the healthcare system has relied on clinicians to adapt to the ever-increasing demands on them. And we've reached a point where there's just an oversaturation and they can't adapt anymore. There's one complaint that Ross finds himself hearing more than any other, and it has to do with clicks. They can count clicks and say, do you really think it should take me 45 clicks to order medication? Ross had this very specific take on clicks, right? Which is that they're actually not a very good indicator of how easy or hard something is to use. Clicks are a symptom, if you'll excuse the pun. They're not the core problem. If I reduce a click by making the font smaller on the page, well, that that means that people have more trouble now reading what they're looking at. And that adds cognitive burden, it adds physical burden, it can lead to more mistakes, it can lead to more frustration, but I reduced a click. Exactly. I think what you have to do is not reduce clicks, but think about what that person is trying to accomplish in their day. 
Okay, so then I think we got to the harder questions, right? We wanted to know, beyond just clicks, why are EHRs so hard to use? Why are they so at odds with how doctors actually practice medicine? Here's Ross's response. Uh, one of the other factors is, is really the complexity associated with healthcare and how much is being required to show up inside of these products. And, and that's really the, the challenge, I think, from a, a designer in this space is to how do you balance all those competing requirements without creating a problem for any one part of the system? So do you think that the work you're doing is inherently so complex that you can't achieve that kind of seamless or streamlined user experience? I think that to achieve the type of user experience that people are asking for, it requires more than just UX, UI professionals creating screens and, and workflows. It's going to require a system design approach because of that level of complexity. And so I think it can be done. I just don't think that it's possible for a UX professional uh, or a team of UX professionals on their own just applying the best principles and best standards and best practices. But it's going to require a view of the entire system and thinking about how do we redesign the entire system that's involved. Koi, when I heard this, I wondered whether it wasn't a bit of a cop-out. I mean, to my ear, here's what he's saying. He's saying, hey, don't blame UX designers for the bad UX. Blame the healthcare system. But at the same time, I can see where he's coming from. I mean, there's been a lot of reporting by magazines like Forbes and Fortune and also ProPublica, Kaiser Health News, on big problems in this industry in general. How it's dominated by a few big companies, and it's really hard for new ideas to get into this market. Also, the technology is considered proprietary, so there's a lot of secrecy around electronic health records. Hospitals are in some cases actually prohibited under a lot of these contracts from speaking publicly about the systems that they use. So I guess what I'm getting at is when you have this degree of secrecy and you have a lot of big companies dominating the market, isn't that kind of a recipe for bad UX? Yes. I think what you're saying about the secrecy or the complexity of the healthcare system, that's the real point here. It's that design really does do better in competitive, open environments where people at all levels are focused on the well-being of the user or the customer or the doctor or the patient or what have you. But imagine if the brief to designers was, serve the doctor, serve the patient. If you gave designers that problem to solve, I think you'd see the software working very differently. To me, it's really clear what needs to happen here. These companies need to empower designers to focus on doctors rather than billing departments. And even though that's kind of hard to imagine, given the intractability of the healthcare industry as a whole, one of the things about design is that it's kind of inevitable. If you look at other industries, whether it's hospitality or finance or telecommunications, what you see again and again is that design can revolutionize the way they work. Yeah, and we do know there's a bunch of startups trying to break in here to offer some kind of innovation on this problem. It's just that it's at a very small scale right now, right? Right. Eventually, someone's going to break their way into this market. They're going to come up with a system that works for doctors and for administrators and, ultimately, for patients. On the next episode of Wireframe, 
we bring together three experts to talk about privacy as a design problem. You use the services, and as a result of using them, you consent to everything they want to collect. Wireframe is produced by Amy Standen, Laura Morris, James T. Green, Mathilde Urfalino, and Abby Ruzica. Rachel Ward is our editor. Mixed and sound designed by Katherine Anderson. Original music composed by Billy Libby. Theme music by Peter Leonard. You can subscribe to Wireframe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. And leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think. Wireframe is a production of Adobe and Gimlet Creative. To learn more about how the design of health systems is impacting our lives, check out adobe.ly slash wireframe. And to try out Adobe XD for yourself, download it for free at adobe.ly slash gimlet. I'm Koi Vin. See you next time.